This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. I want to give a big shout out and thank you to everyone who listened to the show last week, who shared it with your friends and family. I really appreciate your support. Quick programming note for you, the first couple of shows have been only on SoundCloud, but we're now also on iTunes, so if you go to iTunes and look up Freedom's Disciple, you'll be able to listen to the prior shows, subscribe, that you'll get alerts when new shows become available. As you know, we're out every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. We're also going to be on Stitcher soon. We're just waiting on third-party verification. I'm not sure how long it'll be. They said a couple of weeks, and that was a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully any day now, we'll be on Stitcher as well. Um, but it, for all the programs, if you go to theblaze.com slash radio, you'll see my podcast and, and many other great podcasts like Sheriff Clark, Rabbi Lappin, to name a few. I also have a website uh, it's freedomsdisciple.com I've never mentioned it so I don't plug it really um, but all my shows will be up there any of the writings I do are available up there and also when I release a podcast I release all the show notes and if I link to any articles they'll all be there with the with the copy of the audio so last week's show was fun I really enjoyed it but I got a few attacks and I want to address one of those very quickly with you just in case anyone else thinks the same. I always get called um, liberal, weak. You get attacked when you, when you make a stand. People don't like it. But one of them attacks came privately um, when I attacked people having an agenda on last week's show. And this individual said that I acted all holier than thou and that I have an agenda and I don't share it either. So I'm no better than the people I attack. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I want to. I'm. I believe honesty is the best policy. So I'm going to be honest with you. Do I have an agenda? Yeah, absolutely. My main focus is the promotion of God, the promotion of freedom, and individual rights. Do I have a personal agenda? Absolutely. I've never hidden it. I hope. I have a dream of becoming an American citizen. I am hoping that this show, directly or indirectly, will lead me to America, will lead me to a job and a visa, so I can help your nation heal in more ways than I currently do. My only agenda is to help your country and to help you heal. You are a truly great nation. You have changed the world more than any other nation or any other collection of nations in the history of this world and that's just a fact and I believe that if this world is to survive and be a prosperous place and a nice place for our kids and our grandkids to live in God must be restored but also America must be that beacon of light of hope of freedom for the rest of the world and those two together the world can be a prosperous place without them the world ends the way we know it and that is not something I will would like and it's not something I'm prepared to accept and I might fail the world might fail but I'm not going to give up I'll die trying Patrick Henry's words resonate very strongly with me give me liberty or give me debt that's the way I see the world today I don't want to live on my knees I don't want to live under tyranny 
any more than I have to. I want to live as a free person. So that's that out of the way. I want to talk to you today. I'm going to get into a lot of issues. But I want to start today with a bit of history. Because I'm seeing several problems in America that I don't think enough people are addressing. And I want to briefly go through three revolutions for you. Historical revolutions. And why they're different. I want to go through the Irish Revolution. I want to go through the French Revolution. And I want to go through the American Revolution. Because there are signs that the American people are now leaning the way they act more towards the Irish and French style of revolution than the American style of revolution. Let me explain. I'm going to make this very quick. It's not going to be a long, boring history lesson. Um, Although I do love history. But the main aim of the Irish Revolution wasn't freedom. I've said this before. It really wasn't. The main aim of the Irish Revolution wasn't about individual rights or living free and living prosperous or free market. The main aim of the Irish Revolution was home rule. You see, to the Irish people back in the Revolution, they just hated the British. They wanted the Brits out. And they thought that, well, you know, once we're ruled by an Irish person, even if that Irish person is a tyrant, well, we're ruled by an Irish person. We're ruled by one of our own. That will always be better than ruled by an English king. Now, you can argue with that of whether it has some merits or not. I personally don't think so. I want to live free. I want to be a free person. I don't care whether it's an English king or an Irish dictator. They're both tyrants. That is not something I I dream of or aspire to. I want to be free. The French revolutions, all six of them. Well, what was the French logo? Three words. I'm not going to even try and pronounce them in French, um, because I butchered them. But in English, they were liberty, equality. And the third one, which is the most important, the way I see America going today. Fraternity, or as other people call it, brotherhood. We're all the same. So we stick in this little club, and we oppose the rest. I'll give you an example. We're all Republicans, so the Democrats are bad. Get them. Is that what you want? Or do you want the American Revolution? The American Revolution where all men are created equal and all men are given by their creator certain inalienable rights and among those life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness do you see fraternity and brotherhood there? do you see division there? or do you see a real equality and real freedom? the Bill of Rights you have a right not to have people court-martialed in your home. You have a right not to incriminate yourself. You have a freedom of religion. You have a freedom of speech. You have a freedom of association. Do you see equality there? Or do you see brotherhood? Well, whites can go out this day, and Catholics can go out that day, and Protestants can go out that way, and women can go here. That's what brotherhood is. That is what a fraternity is. Once you have something in common with something, you're automatically against them. I asked you a question today, America. 
And this is something that I've been pondering a long time, and I'm changing. I used to be the quintessential politician in that I was very involved in politics. I used to come to you people and say, you know, these, this is the person you want to watch out for in this district in South Carolina. This is the person. He's the most conservative. He's the best candidate. And I, that's all I do, try and get them to win. And I used to be the, one of those Republicans that are seen to be so many of today. Well, he's the only one who can win. You know, we need to win because a bad Republican is always better than a good Democrat. My question to you today, America, is is it time to ignore political ideologies on all sides? Look at how we are divided today. We now look at people not as humans but as a set of political ideas. Just look at America today. Think of how all the ways you can self-describe yourself. Look at the left. I'm a liberal. I'm a democrat. I'm a moderate. I'm a centrist. I'm a socialist. You could also be a communist, a Marxist, a Leninist, a Maoist. Look at the Republicans again. You have the center, the moderates, the rhinos, the Republicans, the conservatives, the constitutionists, the libertarians, or the new one, the, the, the conservatarians, which is a mixture of conservatism and libertarian. Look at how we are divided. That's just political. Look at all the other ways we are divided. You've now got a class system. Even people I openly admire who are very solid people. Ted Cruz and Mike Lee talk about the middle class all the time. You have the rich, you have the poor, you have the middle class. You have race, you have your black and you have your white and you have your Asian. You have the war on women, the war on gay people, the war on transgendered people, the war on transsexuals. Even look on Facebook now, there's 51 genders that you can be. Look at the way we're dividing on age. The millennials, the millenni, the millenni, you know what I'm trying to say, the millennials. You have the, the middle-aged people and you have the, the baby boomers and the old people, you have everyone. Look at how we divide ourselves on religion. Well, I'm a Catholic, I couldn't possibly talk to a Protestant. And I'm a Protestant and I couldn't talk to a Baptist. And well, the only thing we can all seem to unite on in, in general is that we don't like the Jews. Yet we all worship the same God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at how we divide ourselves on sexuality. Well, you're gay, you're straight, you're transgendered, you're you bisexual, whatever else you are. Look at how we divide people on where you live. Well, you know, you're only uh, you're only from one of those southern states. You know, you probably never even went to school. You're you were homeschooled. And I have a degree from Harvard, and I'm just so excellent. And well, you know, he only has a, a degree from the local community college. I, I, I'm from Harvard, so I'm automatically more intelligent than he is. Look at the location. You're from the Midwest, so automatically you're more stupid than someone from New York. And someone from Texas is definitely more stupid from New York. And sure, those poor Iowan voters, they haven't got a clue what they're talking about. Just feel sorry for them. Just pass through their little towns. And, you know, kiss babies. Look how we divide ourselves. What way do we want to go forward? 
the question for America today is do you want to be all created equal or do you want fraternities division do you want to see each other as a human being with a set of beliefs or do you just want to see the set of beliefs and hate it when they go against you these are some of the questions America needs to answer because you see I hope you choose your American style revolution for many reasons but I'll leave you with this for this segment look at the history and don't take my word for it go google it how many French revolutions there were if you have fraternity as your goal what happens well we get power this time and we'll hold on to it for as long as we can but then the people that don't like us or have the opposite set of beliefs they get power and what did France do after it changed power it guillotined people because you have to get them you have to defeat them there's a reason America had one revolution and France had six brotherhood is not the way to go I'm going to talk about the debate because I have some very strong thoughts on it because there are certain things I'm finding very troubling in your country but I will leave you at this segment with this the best answer I heard in the debate last Thursday was Ben Carson's answer towards the end or I can't remember where he said it where he said that you know I'm a neurosurgeon and people always talk to me about why I don't speak race well you see I'm a neurosurgeon I operate on brains and it's the brain that makes us unique and individual not your colour of your skin not your location not the colour of your hair it's your brain that makes you unique I wish more people thought that way I really do if more people thought that way the world would be a better place because it's what you do that defines you as scripture says you shall know them by their fruits it's really as simple as that you have to have good as good and bad as bad it's no difference between well you know you're white so you have one set of rules and you're black and you have another set of rules and you're Asian so you have another set of rules and well you're just poor so you're not middle class so you have another set of rules I ask you America please consider what way you want to go forward i got to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. I hope you'll stick with me, America. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. In addition to me taking care of the dog, I live with two women who have very little consistency. If I go to walk the dog, I see where the dog's leash is. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere in the house, out of the house. And you know what I do when I walk the dog and I'm done? What's that? You put I put the leash on the table by the front door. Front door. Up. You know where they put the leash when they're done walking the dog? Uh, where's that? Everywhere else. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network.
Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple, so if you think I'm wrong or you want clarification on anything, um, hit me up with a tweet. Um, I love engaging with people. I do my best to respond to every comment um, or every message I get. I have a request for you. I think one thing America has to do is I think you need to change your mindset. And what I mean on this occasion is please stop complaining about everything and start seeing an opportunity I have many friends in the political world and some are connected to campaigns right now running for president and I got a few messages from people complaining oh I'm for Rick Santorum and it's not fair he he was the runner up of the last election and he's in the 5pm debate that's not fair, that's not right You know, he deserves a bit more respect and I got some messages from people who I know in the... Now, these are not connected. These are just volunteers. From the Rick Perry team. Do, you, do they not know who he is? He's the governor of Texas. All the job growth Texas has been responsible for. What better candidate to have? And he's in the 5 p.m. debate. Stop complaining and start seeing an opportunity. That was a huge opportunity for Rick Santorum, for Carly Ferrarina for Rick Perry that was a debate where there was little or no hype about and you were against people like Lindsey Graham Gilmore Pataki if you can't beat them in a debate what chance have you got of beating anyone else that was a huge opportunity and look at what has happened to Carly Fiorina she used that as an opportunity she introduced herself to America I'm not saying whether she's good or bad or not. That's not my job. But she's got spotlights. She used it. The second thing, and I'm so sick and tired of hearing this. I've heard this complaint for over 15 years now. The mainstream media is biased. Yeah, it is. The mainstream media is liberal. Fox News included, by the way. And I've heard people, it's not fair, we need to highlight it, we need to fight it, we need to change it. Look, the mainstream media is what the mainstream media is. If you want to change it, go for it. There's plenty of opportunities. There are plenty of new medias. I look at many sites, I look at The Blaze, look at what The Blaze has done. It's incredible. They saw an opportunity. Because there's a market there that's untapped of people who have principles, who believe America is great and is doing it. I see many other sites. Uh, The radio station I used to be on, the intersection on We Are America Radio. There's another outlet trying to make a difference. And there are many other sites that I know are doing their bit. So stop trying to complain and start seeing an opportunity. America was founded on opportunity. So on to the debates. What a waste. What a waste. If I was just watching this and I didn't care, I didn't care about America and I didn't know about the problems you're facing, I'd say, wow, that was fun. 
That was I want to watch more of them. It's like better than reality TV. But I've watched the analysis of it. And to Fox News and to the people who have analyzed it. Do you know what I got out of it? What's important? Ratings. Did you hear Fox News had 24 million people watched that debate? My God, it's the big, most popular, highest rated show, non-sports show, ever. Wow, isn't that just wonderful? You know what else I heard would have been important? Celebrity Apprentice. My God, you have to watch Celebrity Apprentice. Donald Trump says he likes to see people on their knees. Tune in for next week. And the only issue that I thought Fox News said was important? Well, it's important to be pro-choice. Is that the America you want to live in? What a waste. 24 million Americans tuned into that debate. And there was so little of substance. I want to hit on a few points. Because I want to talk to you about something bigger. I would ask you to look at all the answers. And I thought there was one thing missing. Look at all the answers from all the candidates, from John Kasich to Chris Christie to Donald Trump to Ted Cruz. I, 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 me, 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 I have, I have, I will, I will, on my first day I'll do this, I will, I will, I promise. It's as if they think they can do it all alone. If you didn't listen to last week's show, I I encourage you to listen to the first segment and a half of the show. as I try and break down the highlights of how it isn't that easy to make change I look at all the past promises of the 2010 election, the 2014 election I highlight the end of Reagan and Thatcher there's a lot of stuff going on and it isn't that easy to fix because the I, I, I me, me, me I'll look at my record, I did this and I did this as governor and I did this and I will do this on my first day. Now some of the stuff some of the candidates said were good. I like Ted Cruz's answer of um, it removing all the executive actions. Is that a good thing? Absolutely. But I felt something was missing. The role of the American people. I am really troubled by the amount of people and I'm just going to focus on Republican slash conservatives here, who seem to have this notion that says, if we just get our guy in, ever who that guy is, Ron Paul, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, this idea that everything will be fine, in a way it's trickle-down politics. I would ask you a question. Who do you think is the best speaker for freedom out there who do you want highlighting principles do you want politicians to be the one highlighting principles do you want it to be our church or are principles best coming from the people from the ground game because this idea this notion that well if we just get our candidate in the White House in 2016 all will be well and it will trickle down the principles that they stand for will trickle down and everything will be okay I'm sorry I don't agree 
And I, last week I tried to break down why I didn't agree with it. The only way you have principles and growth is by ground game up. Where you have a groundswell of people saying, not in our name. Or this is what we stand for. So on to the debate and who won and who lost. All this analysis. Who was your big winner, John? Who was the big loser? Who did you not like? Big loser was the American people. The big winner? I don't know and I don't care. I really don't. I'm sick of winners and losers being defined by a politician or a political party. I will celebrate and jump up and down for joy the day I win when someone asks me who won and who lost. The answers are some of the following. God. The Constitution. The Bill of Rights. Freedom. The individual. When they are the answers to the question of who won and lost, then I'll be chuffed. I'll be happy. I'll be ecstatic. I might even take a picture of me doing a jig and put it on YouTube so you can all have a good laugh. Because that's the answers I want to hear. So on to the debate. Donald Trump. Let's start there because everyone wants to talk about him. I have no intentions of talking about Donald Trump for long. I don't like the guy. I never will. But there are two principles I want to speak about. Because I find conservatives supporting Donald Trump extremely troubling. And let me tell you why. For the last six years, I've seen conservatives being unhappy, and rightfully so, give out and angry at Obama's treatment of them. When he calls them right-wingers and teabaggers. I've seen a lot of outrage about that. And it's sad that so many think the answer for 2016 is someone who will go in there and be 10 times worse. Donald Trump, you are a classless man. You are an egotistical maniac. His comments... Oh sure, John, he didn't actually say them, he just retweeted them. About Megyn Kelly are not appropriate for someone to be president. Again, I bring you the reason I started today's show was dividing up the revolutions between Ireland, France and America. Was because brotherhood is a big thing. The rule of law and the way you act and the principle are all the same under the American Revolution. Under Brotherhood and the French Revolution, well, if Obama does something, it's wrong, but if Donald Trump does something and I like him, it's okay. No, you have to have a certain air of class. Is that what you want to do? If you want Brotherhood, America, then go for it. But you're not the country I love. Speaking about class, Scott Walker. Scott Walker's campaign could have been destroyed in the first five minutes of that debate. It seems Miss Megan Kelly 
has a bit of a hatred for pro-life people. The animosity in her question was shocking towards Scott Walker. And Scott Walker could have answered it in a in a way that's angry, could have fed her animosity back at her, could have been outraged, could have done it many different ways. But Scott Walker, he dealt with it with class. And he gave a brilliant pro-life answer for what he believes in. Marco Rubio had a great line. And it's something I spoke about last week. And I hope Americans understand it. And he said, If this election is about a CV, Hillary wins. Amen. Amen. This election isn't about a CV. This election is about principles. Which is something Fox clearly didn't want to talk about. The idiotic questions... And I apologize for saying idiotic, but they really were. I look at the problems America has, and I saw so little substance from the debate on on Thursday night. It was sad. So what would I have done? Well, John, what would you do in a debate? Fair enough, I'll give you some of the answers. The first question I would have asked, and I would have asked each and every candidate, you have 30 seconds. Tell me why you love America. Tell me why you think America is the greatest country in the world. Give me the principles she was founded on. And then I would have delved deep down and got an answer from everyone on the issues. On debt, 18 trillion dollars and counting. How do you solve that? Oh, I know we could talk about people on their knees and insulting people and all the other things. And tell me about the debt and how you solve it. Tell me about the economy. How people are struggling. People haven't had a pay rise in so long. Tell me about ISIS. And I don't mean give me a 30 second answer. I mean a real substantive answer. Or how about this? How was ISIS formed? Give me the history of ISIS. Explain to me how it was formed. And on a side note, I have a real request for candidates. Because one thing that really annoys me, and it's only a small thing, it's pedantic, I know. But when you're naming the enemy, at least get their name right. I saw many, and I think Lindsey Graham did it, and I think a few others did it, where they gave an answer about ISIS, and they said ISIL one minute and ISIS the next. This is ISIS. If you're willing to secede ISIL, then we need to have a serious talk. And if you don't know what ISIL stands for, Google the Levant. That's all I'd say. I've got to take a quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me. I've got a few more things I want to say about the debate. And I want to get into some other big issues. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
Don't miss Pat and Stu. Why don't they try to hug the incoming That's bulls? what they want. That's what we're supposed to do. When Let's it hug comes, it out. When it gets to about here, start hugging, and then you yeah. hug the bullet as it enters your body. Okay. That's just one way to handle it. I'm going to throw that one or out. Or you dodge the bullets and get to the suspect and give the suspect a big hug. Mm-hmm. And just tell him you love him. Just tell him you love him. That's rape. I love you. That's rape. Pat and Stu. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn On Demand. Thank you so much for staying with me, America. If you think I'm wrong or you have something to disagree with me or just want to have a general comment, please hit me up on Twitter. It's at Freedom Disciple. I try my best to engage with everyone. Um, This is very much a learning experience as well for me. So if you think I'm wrong, um, hit me up and let's learn and let's learn together. I want to finish up talking about the debate because it's getting way too much discussion and it's been analysed to death. But I want to read you something because I want to make a couple of points that I think are very important. And I want to read you a statement. And if you are a student of history, you'll know this statement straight away. But I want to explain to you why I'm reading this. Mr. President... Though I am truly sensible of the high honour done me in this appointment, yet I feel great distress from a consciousness that my abilities and military experience may not be equal to the extensive and important trust. However, as the Congress desires, I will enter upon this momentous duty and exert every power I possess in their service and for the support of this glorious cause. I beg that they will accept my most cordial thanks for this distinguished testimony of their operation. But, least some unlucky event should happen, unfavourable to my reputation, I beg it may be remembered by every gentleman in the room that I, this day, declare with the utmost sincerity, I do not think myself equal to the command I am honoured with. As to pay, sir... I beg leave to assure the Congress that as no pensionary consideration could have tempted me to accept this arduous employment at the expense of my domestic ease and happiness, I do not wish to make any profit from it. I will keep an exact account of my expenses. Those I doubt not, they will discharge, and that is all I desire. That was General George Washington on his appointment to the Continental Army, Friday the 16th of June, 1775. You want to know what I want in a candidate? That. That right there. The honour, the understanding, and the humility of knowing that Yes, I will accept this great appointment. And I will do everything I can to ensure we are successful. But I know I'm not capable of doing this job. Would you ever hear that today? Would you ever hear a president say, You know, I want to be president. 
I want to serve my country but I know I might not be up to the job would you ever hear humility are we living in an age of I, 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 me, 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 me I will, I will, I will, I will I am grace or do we just have to accept candidates who are leading the polls at their announcement speech saying when, you, when I run you will have the honour of voting for easily the greatest president of all time is that the world we live in is that the world you want to live in your founders were great men and their writing including the declaration of independence was so powerful that every little word had its own meaning one thing I miss about America as well is the way your founders signed off the declaration of independence we pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honour they only used one adjective to describe one word they didn't say our precious lives and we know lives were important to your founders because that was the first right given by God we knew fortunes were important but they said honour was sacred because they knew there's a time to live and there's a time to die and fortunes come and go but honour is forever and yet the person leading the republican polls take them for what you will he still has a double digit lead openly admits he has no honour he has no principles he speaks openly about buying politicians that when they call I give them money and I'm very generous as if this is a good thing he speaks about well I just took advantage of man's law the bankruptcy laws and you know it has to happen and you know it's great is this the president you want America is this the type of man you want to lead you a man with no principles a man with no honour and a man with definitely no humility I'm done talking about politics I really am, I hate it I really hate it there was a time when I would have loved talking about politics but I'm sick of it I'm sick and tired of arguing about people I'm sick and tired of being put in boxes and been thought of because I belong to a box I should think a certain way or I should support a certain candidate I'm done talking politics I just have one last thing to say on the debate and I know some people will consider this attack it isn't it's a plea and my plea is to Rand Paul Rand I encourage you if anyone listens and knows him please tell him this look at your body language during your exchange with Chris Christie and the NSA your body language is shocking and you rolled your eyes several times at Chris Christie's answer the NSA needs to be destroyed the bulk collection of data is an issue I feel very strongly about but I think Rand your answer was not great and your body language was shocking and to 
an outsider who doesn't follow politics every day, I think you might have felt you came out on the losing end of that exchange. I want to talk to you about something I feel very passionately about and the way I want this show, I would like this show to go from going forward. As I just said, I'm done with politics. I'm sick of it. I really am. Because politics today, we spend so much time talking about people and not enough time about principles. We have major, major issues facing this world. And for people to have the mentality that, well, you know, Jeb Bush, he's the only man who can win. Or, well, Jeb is better than Hillary, isn't he? I'm no longer prepared to make those agreements or those concessions. I would ask you today, what do you think politics is? Because I think we need to change it. I used to be a political person. I used to, as I said earlier on in the show, I used to, I'd always talk about the, the new upcoming person, you know, the more conservative person, you know, priming the establishment Republican person. I don't do that anymore. I'm sick of it. 2010 and 2014 didn't change anything. Now I talk about principles. I want to talk about many principles on this show. American exceptionalism the Iran deal, ISIS, your debt, your economy. Next week, unless something major happens, I want to talk about illegal immigration. And I want to talk about it from a person who has waited 11 years to get into your country. Because it is a serious issue. And there's only one way to solve it. And it isn't political. It must start from the ground. And we must put forward solutions. But I get, still get from people, oh, John, you're too political. You're just too political. Just, just give me a break from it. Why do we always talk about rights and responsibilities as politics? Can rights and responsibilities, can we talk about them without being political? The reason is, I think, that everyone... Has, puts them and assigns them to the political box is because anytime you have a debate on an issue whether it be pro-life whether it be the economy whether it be the Iran deal at the end or in the middle of the conversation there's always a point well the Republicans are better than the Democrats I get it all the time on Twitter you know the Republicans are better than the Democrats you're really not this Republican party is a joke I love how people talk, you know, on Twitter and they say, this is Obama's debt, 18 trillion. Is it Obama's debt? Yeah, he has a huge role in it. But it's not the full story and we need to start telling the full story. Here's the simple truth. What one part does the House of Congress have that's special and unique to the House? That's the power of the purse. And here's the simple facts. From 2000 to 2008 and 2010 to this day, the Republicans have had the House and the power of the purse. So you want to talk about blame for the debt? Yeah, talk about Obama, but also talk about the Republicans. And talk about Mitch McConnell. I won't shut down the government over any issue. You know, we have to show we can govern. 
low principles. I'm sick of I'm right and you're wrong. I'm sick of the political solutions because there are none. I'm sick of this debate of pro-life versus pro-choice. I see the videos and it makes me sick. It makes me sick because I know how great you can be. Your history is an incredible story. And yes, even confronted with the evidence, there are so many people who have hardened their hearts and refuse to stand. I see issues like gay marriage. Gay marriage is nothing more than a divisive issue. Because the truth is, why the hell is government involved in any marriage? If you can find an answer for that, please tweet me. Because I've yet to hear one good answer why government is involved in any marriage, whether it be gay, straight, or any other marriage. But yet, you always have to have the statist agenda. I'm going to talk about many issues, but I'm not going to debate people. I'm sick and tired of phony choices. Well, the Republicans are better than the Democrats. No, they're not. They get you to the same place, it's just the Republicans take longer. And they will at least talk out with double sides of their mouth saying they'll do one thing and then they do something up exactly opposite. I believe it's time for a revolution. But I'm not calling for a violent revolution. I'm calling for a peaceful one. And I'm going to do everything I can to help it. Because we need a revolution of ideas. I'm going to finish this segment off by asking you to think about your founding. And your declaration of independence. Because it's the first one. Your constitution is incredible. But the reason I always talk about your declaration of independence is two reasons. One, I honestly feel it doesn't get the respect it deserves. But two, because it was the first document. It came before the constitution. Do you think... People just came up with the Declaration of Independence. That it was just written. And it just happened to come out of people's mouths. And in their pens. It didn't. The revolution started a long time before 1776. The revolution started a long time before it. I firmly believe that if America is to survive, your people today must play the role your pulpits played in your revolution. I wish your pulpits would join you, but I'm not sure about that. The time to stand is now. You can make a difference. You will make a difference. 
Your history inspires me to tell me, time and time again, the American people have been faced with a great challenge, and time and time again, you've overcome it. I hope this generation is not the generation that fails to overcome that challenge. I'm going to take one more quick break, America. I'll be right back. I hope you'll stick with me. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. What happens is someone says, okay, so what you're telling me is if we do more of X, we win. And someone on the staff says, yeah, but we need to get our message out. We need to have more money for commercials. And the candidate fumes and says, we don't have it. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. With Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey America, thanks for sticking with me. I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple. If you think I'm wrong or if you want to discuss something, uh, give me a tweet and we can have a discussion. I want to share an example with you of why I believe we spend so much time debating people and vilifying people and hating people and not enough time on the principles. I want to read you a quote from someone that I can guarantee the vast majority of you hate. But see, do you agree with what he says? I've sponsored legislation every year that would call for an audit of the Federal Reserve System. I offer that amendment every year, and every year it gets nowhere. I think it would be interesting to know about the Federal Reserve. I think we should audit the Federal Reserve. It's taxpayers' money that's been used there. But we don't do that. People just don't care about the Federal Reserve. Maybe it's because it's a subject that's not very interesting. It's not pornography. It's not murder. It's not an issue that deals with the Wild West. Do you agree with that statement? I sure do. I think it's important the Federal Reserve is audited. Not just audited, but audited on a regular basis. I remember one of the things I used to respect Ron Paul for was he was consistently calling for it. No, Ron Paul did not say that statement. Do you know who said it? Harry Reid, around 1994. But yet, people will still have an opinion of Harry Reid that I don't like him, so he couldn't have said that. But Johnny's wrong on so many other issues. Yeah, he might be right on that, but he's wrong on... He's for Obama. We need to stop arguing against people. Start arguing on principles. Now, Harry Reid doesn't have this position any longer, but he did. And in 1994, I would have stood with him. Today, I would stand with him if he said it. But Johnny's a Democrat. He's evil. Maybe that's the problem that we think that. Let's start talking about principles. And not about people. And definitely not about parties. 
I'm going to try very hard because I'm a sinner I'm a flawed human being I'm going to start seeing people as people and not a set of political beliefs I want to finish up this show talking about something I love talking about because it's time to get happy and it's time to be positive why is America exceptional? the reason I started this show was to highlight every reason I could think about because I don't believe in politics or political parties the history of the world has many rulers thousands of rulers and yet there's only one America why is that? the reason is because America was never about your rulers it was about your people I long for the days that America gets back to that because your people can change the world you have changed the world you can do it again but America had pillars things that it was built on today it seems that in the political debate we just want to build houses and we don't want to build foundations we seem to have forgotten that foundations and laying the foundations are so important again scripture tells us how important foundations are because people who built on sand when the winds came and the rains came their house blew away but the people who built on rock when the winds and the, and the rain came their house stood biblical principles are still very relevant today I want to talk to you for the last few minutes of this show about some pillars of American exceptionalism because it wasn't just your people it was what your people stood for I spoke in the last segment about honour it was incredibly important but the four pillars of American exceptionalism are firstly there is no doubt I hate to break it to Barack Obama you're not a Muslim nation you are a Judeo-Christian nation your constitution has many references from the Bible you are a Judeo-Christian nation there is no doubt that's not up for dispute and as much as Barack Obama hates us and wants to tell people Muslims built in from the very fabric of your founding or whatever else he says I'm sorry it's not true you are a Judeo-Christian nation you believe in private property you believe in the free market and you have a set of laws and your laws help make you a great nation they are some of the pillars that you are founded on but let me expand on those a bit because again we are seeing different a difference of opinion people say well John there are a lot of atheists out there and there are a lot of Muslims and a lot of other religions how can you say America is a Christian nation it's because you have a recognition of God it's not putting forward a religion 
because I hear this argument all the time well America separation of church and state absolutely your history is clear people left Europe from for freedom of religion and went to America they wanted to be free to worship the way they choose it's a recognition of God God given unalienable rights I don't know how much clearer your founders could have been it's not saying, well, all Americans are Catholics. Nope. All Americans are, are Protestants, are Baptists, are Evangelicals. No. You are a free Christian nation. But what makes Christianity great is not judging others. So other religions are welcome. But you must understand America was founded as a Judeo-Christian na nation private property the right to be able to own land the right to be able to build on your land the right to be able to expand land you don't have that today in many ways oh look there's a little pond that's a wet that's a wetlands you can't build near that the free market is there a better principle that has added more to this world in human terms than the free market I like Pepsi I hate Coke well then go buy Pepsi the free market to be able to decide what you want to spend your money on how you want to spend your money on and as much as you want to the free market is incredible yet today you have both parties against the free market you have the Democrats who want statist agenda the state decides regulations and you have the republicans who are for the big corporations big business the chamber of commerce the f greatness of the free market is that you're free whether your size doesn't matter just because you're a big company doesn't make you a bad company and just because you're a small company doesn't make you a good noble company the free market decides if you're big or small doesn't matter whether you people want to buy your product or not and whether you can find your USP in your niche market but the thing we need to find common ground on is common law the rule of law the problem we have in the world today is there is no fixed right or wrong everything is fluid everything is up for grabs there is no well if you do that you're wrong Everything is, well, there's a, there's a backstory and there's an excuse and there's a reason. The most ridiculous reason I hear is, well, ISIS are ISIS because of global warming. Oh my God. I never heard such hogwash in all my life. I would say stronger terms, but I can't. We need to get fixed right and wrong. And we need to debate it. And we also need to understand one more important thing that there are fixed rights it's not a democracy America was never a democracy America is a republic that you have fixed rights that come from God and they're never up for debate never up for discussion never up to the constitutional process of a constitutional amendment and sure I ain't hell up for a debate on an election that is what makes partly America a great country
your foundations let you. The foundations of Judeo-Christian values, private property, free markets and the rule of law help make your people and give your people the opportunity to do anything they wanted to explore everything from the swamp to the stars I want to finish up today by telling you one of my favourite stories because the statist agenda is in both parties today and one of the side effects of the statist agenda and what they want is they want to dehumanize the individual and they want you to think you can't make a difference they want you to think you can't do anything they want you to succumb to the leviathan they want you to say I can't do anything I'm, I'm only one person what can I do that's when they win that's why I get trouble when I watch debates and people and politicians regardless of whether I like them or not I, 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 me, me, me I will, I will, I have, I have that's part of the statist agenda they do do good things but the empowerment of the American people and the role of the American people is not something that can be ever underestimated or overstated if America is to survive and prosper like never before, it will not be because of a ruler or a politician or a political party. It will be because of your people. When I think of your revolutionary war, there are many heroes for many different reasons. I think of your founders, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, James Madison. I think of General George Washington. I also think of non-Americans, people like Frederick von Steuben. But today I want to talk to you about one. And I would ask you to close your eyes and just imagine it's 1776. The man I want to talk to you about is none other than not a, a war general or a soldier or a founder. The man I want to talk to you about is Thomas Paine. And the role he had on the Revolutionary War. I want you to picture America declaring its independence against the British, writing the Declaration of Independence. I want you to imagine going against the Hessians and losing and retreating, and getting into another battle and losing and retreating some more. And getting into another skirmish losing some more and retreating back and December 1776 that brutal winter it's cold morale is down British think they're winning you're not getting paid as a soldier they're late in payment some of them don't have shoes for their feet some don't have the right clothes some don't have the right weapons some are sleeping on snow and grounds without the right bedding and morale is down and along comes Thomas Paine and he sees it 
and he has to go think of something to write and the battle he had use your imagination of trying to write something meaningful and then to try and get it to the printing presses to find someone to print it for him and then when he got it printed to get it to the troops do you think that was easy? do you think that was simple? it wasn't and what were the words he came up with? these are the times that try men's souls the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country but he who stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman tyranny like hell is not easily conquered yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict the more glorious the triumph what we obtain too cheap we esteem too lightly it is the dearness only that gives everything its values heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated these were the words of a patriot these are the words of an individual like many of you you can be the next Thomas Paine you can make a difference but you're not like Thomas Paine you don't have to try and after you come up with your inspiring words you don't have to struggle to go find a printing press you don't have to find the funds to pay for it you don't have to go through the hassle of how to get your words to General Washington and the Revolutionary Army. You have everything you need right in front of you to make a difference. You can go join a site, become a writer. You can go join a company and set up your own podcast or your own radio show. You can go to your local church and just talk to them about the principles that is something I plead with everyone to do tell everyone at every opportunity you get why you love America you can be the difference do not give in to the statist agenda that says you can't make a difference you can you can and you must America I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please consider sharing it with your friends and your family. I really appreciate any support I can get. I'm on Twitter all week at Freedom Disciple. Tweet me. Tell me what you think of the show. Tell me where you think I'm wrong or where you disagree with me. I hope to see you next week, America. As always, I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and also your military. If you love freedom, thank a vet. God bless you. And be the difference. God bless America. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. 